This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. There I'm on now. Oh, it's, it's important when the microphone's on. A little radio lesson for you, Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon. Here we are talking hockey uh, for the day after the election and the day after the uh, rookie game. So let's get the scoop. Let's go to the golf course and talk to Lou. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Not a cloud in the sky. It looks like an absolutely terrific day for the Flames Golf Tournament. It, it is lovely. It's a tad windy here at Country Hills, but outside of that, played in this tournament in just about every condition you could have. And the best part of today has been the company. Yeah. The worst part of the day is the fact I'm not sure I'm ever playing this sport ever again after today. I was wondering when was the last time you got the sticks out because you don't do that. You know what? Much. I didn't. Now, normally I would play two or three times in a summer. Didn't even pick up a club. Really? Okay. All summer long. It's a little rusty. So you're just going to have no, fun? No, no, it's a disaster. But we're having fun. <laughs> Great group of guys. Yeah, it's, all, it's always good just to, to yap yeah. with the guys. And I might have to hit a ball as we do this, so I'm just... Uh, do you want just, me to do my uh, my best Pat Summerall and, and kind of do that mellow sort of golf call for you, if you'd like? You, you, can, you can do whatever you want. It's going to go right in the water, too. So, <laughs> That's right. Val. You know, I could actually, if I put my phone right, I could call it as I do it. That is what we're going to do, because that's Is awesome. that what we're going to yeah, do? exactly. Lou, okay. we, had, uh, we had the rookie game there last night at the Saddle Dome. Uh, a couple things we learned. The goal horn is in good working order. It, it uh, is. It works very, very well. You got to see the guys play in Calgary at home. You know, tell me, uh, compare and contrast the two games that you saw. Well, if I compared and contrasted, it would be pretty simple in the regards that the Flames last night took a lot of penalties early, didn't get off to a great start as a result of all the power plays. But in the second and third period, Kelly, they handled the game quite beautifully. They uh, made good exits coming out of their own zone. You could tell that their team play, and I knew the team play was going to be better. I mean, you just, you'd only played one game and you're unfamiliar with people and you have people at all kinds of different levels. So you expected that, but it was pretty impressive the last 40 minutes in particular because they really didn't give the Oiler rookies, I bet you I counted two, three scoring chances tops in the last two periods of play. So efficient, effective in a game, though, that you always have to remember. It's about evaluation. It's it's not about the final score. But in saying that, you know, you're way more impressive even as an individual when you're playing the game the right way and the way the team wants you to play it. Uh, how many guys, if, if any, screamed, take me to main camp? How many people would you say um, on that list? You know... I guess it depends on how you look at that or how you frame it, because I don't think there's going to be many guys that don't move on in one way, shape or form, because they're going to have three different groups starting on Thursday morning at around nine o'clock. Um, so here's what I would say is there were, was one guy for me, Kelly, in particular, that I, I think he's getting closer and closer and that's 21 year old. Martin Pospisoli had a couple of goals. Mind you, one was an empty netter 
last night, but I've mentioned even earlier this week, I think his skill level has really improved. He came off a injury plague season and, you know, he's going to be a bottom six guy at the highest level. He, he plays with all kinds of tenacity. He's no stranger to the penalty box. He's very gritty, gives you that element. And, uh, I've been quite impressed with him. I I think he's really taken a step forward from what I even watched earlier this spring. So, you know, a lot of guys are going to make their way over there after what we saw. It's frankly, what you want to be is you want to be when it's all said and done, especially come Friday, you want to be in one of two groups. So we'll see how that plays itself out. And, you know, other guys were pretty impressive off the board last night. Um, you know, I thought Soloviev, the defenseman from Belarus, um, did some really good things, was very competent. Kuznetsov, again, Poirier with some really good flashes. Um, what's the yardage, fellas? Here we Thank go. You. Um, Peter Lavardius uh, looks at this sorry, and sorry, eyes, eyes up this shot. And, uh, yeah. You know, um, he struggled uh, today, but I think this might oh, be the, might be the no shot that really this guy gets struggled. him back into contention here. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but anyway, um, we'll get to this in just a sec because I'm going to step up here and pretend. Hopefully oh, you'll be able to hear me. Oh, it's going to be Most great. Most of the time you can. And, well, a lot of know, times you can hear that sound. You just hear that sound of a, a golf pro, and it just kind of that sound. So I'm, I'm assuming that's what we're going to hear. So we'll just uh, we'll just. I am doing through. my head, yes. <laughs> All right, that's Derek. Um, so I'm going to put the phone down. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Peter, Peter Labardius is uh, is about to uh, tee up a shot. He's been uh, well, unfortunate part of the game last night. Obviously, we'll get to it after I shank this ball. Was <laughs> an injury. All right, we'll talk about the. Okay, we'll talk about the injury. Here we go. Get out of the way because I'm going to hit you. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Labardius at the Flames tournament. Here we go. Make sure your hands are on top of each other. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, there haven't been many good shots, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, that's the first good drive I've hit all day, and maybe I needed to be on the radio in order to do it. Lou, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you kindly, Mr. Kirsch. That's awesome. And they are killing themselves here on whatever the heck hole we're on. <laughs> that is good they're stuff. They're like, well, we didn't think there was actually one of those in the bag. Yeah, it turns out, yeah, you're saving the best for last. Yeah. When the lights are on, there's Peter Labardi. So you, you talked about an injury. Get get people kind of caught up with that. Yeah, Connor Zeri, team's first-round pick in 2020, um, blocked a shot. Looked like either it was top of the foot or up on the ankle, and Kelly, he couldn't put any pressure on it whatsoever. There hasn't been anything that's come out as of yet, but it did not look good. And and so unfortunate for, you know, a young man who's coming off his best hockey season, a world junior appearance, you know, played very well in nine games with Stockton. He went back to Kamloops, really lit it up, and everybody expected the Saskatoon product to do. So unfortunate, and, you know, you just hope for the best in these cases. Yeah, you hope it's a bruise and not a break, right? 
Yeah, you, yeah, you most certainly, you most certainly do. Even though deep bone bruises can cause you, you know, to be out for a significant length of time, but you know, he's certainly one of the five or six guys that I think everybody was excited to see in the camp, and, and obviously would have had some preseason games to participate in. And you know, I shouldn't be so doomsday because I don't know. It just it didn't look good. So. Here's hoping that it ended up being better than what it looked like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to see, especially in a game like that, but that, oh. kind, that kind of stuff can happen at any time. We have a, a little light in the control room here, uh, Peter, that goes off during Hockey Central, that if I don't ask you about the goaltenders in 10 minutes or so, it starts <laughs> flashing in my eyes. So I, bet, yeah. I better ask you what you thought of, uh, of, of, of the Flames goaltending last night. You know, Dustin had an interesting night, Kelly, because – Frankly, he just he didn't have a lot of work to do, and and that's that's the bottom line. Um, you know, he was busy in the first. I thought he made three or four really good saves. He gave up one goal, but you know, to the team's credit, the team play in front of him was so good in the back half. It wasn't a game where I would say you know there was a lot of assessing to do. But again, I like him positionally. He's smart. Um, made a couple of really good saves in total in the game. I think his puck playing has progressed. It's getting better. So, you know, I I like him. I like him a lot. It's going to be a project. It's going to take some time. But, yeah, he played in both games. He went the full way, and I like what I see. A fun fact that I uh, regaled uh, Logan Gordon with that – Dustin Wolf is from the same town in California that former Stampeder great Jeff Garcia is from, Gilroy, California. That's true. You can uh, you know, regale people as you wish. We're talking with Peter Bardius. He's on the golf course. It is the Flames Tournament. We're also joined by Logan Gordon. Logs. First of all, who are you golfing with, Lou? I am golfing with a bunch of amazing people, primarily from uh, ATB. Oh, nice. There you go. And we are having uh, a lovely time. Scott, who's just trying to make an excellent birdie putt, and ooh, it just swings wide um, on the miss. But Scott's a great guy, and we've spent the whole day together. He played college one baseball at Santa Clara and in the mortgage business. It's such a good group of people. It sounds like a, a day that uh, everybody seems to enjoy every year. So I'm glad that you're you're out there and for enjoying a great it. cause, right? exactly, 100. Uh, percent Just a couple of questions for me about uh, training camp, main camp starting up in a couple of days here. Uh, Daryl didn't get this opportunity last year; it came in mid-season. Do you remember anything about when Daryl came to Calgary the first time and what training camps were like under him, and kind of what we can expect from a Daryl Sutter training camp this year to look like? Logan, when I arrived in Calgary, it was 2008, and needless to say, Daryl was in a different position at that time. He was the GM. So for me, this is going to be the first Daryl Sutter-led training camp that I will have watched. I don't think it will Lou, I, I can tell you a story that when Daryl first got here, the one thing that changed is they used to have the training camp out in Banff a little bit here and there, and that was, like, over. <laughs> like, Done. So that was the one thing that was really changed because the guys would go out and, and kind of get ready in Banff, but he said, nope, saddle dome, that's it. So that was one of the big changes. That was that was before your time for sure. Oh, I've... 
Well, the drive was better than the putt. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. You might, did you miss my great story there? Uh, no, I heard part of your story about yeah. Daryl's camp. Yeah, Daryl, uh, the Flames used to have their training camp uh, in Banff or part of it. And that was the one thing he changed uh, almost pretty quick. He said, no, we're just going to we're gonna do it at the side alone. One place, right. that's where they play. So um, this will be interesting because we talk a little bit about, well, not a little bit. We talk a lot, guys, about how uh, Daryl likes the vets. And you got to really prove yourself if you're a young guy. But hey, it's the NHL. It's not an easy league to break into. Nothing's going to be handed to you. So that, no. that's going to be interesting to see how how this mix of young guys is going to you know you know see themselves at all these preseason games. Well, there's eight of them, so there will be opportunities. Um, you know, whether it's Jacob Markstrom, whether it's key veterans. You know, they're not going to appear in all those games. Probably, you know, in the neighborhood of half, depending on what players need to get ready. Kelly, what I really think is going to happen sooner rather than later is I think they're going to get down to their team, like, very quickly. Yeah. I really do. Like, especially not so much in preseason games, but it, it'll be more that way, I believe, in terms of Groups. when they go to practice. Groups, yeah. You know, and, and really, really zoning in on systems and how they want to play. Remember, there's some new people to indoctrinate too, whether it's Good Branson, whether it's Blake Coleman, you know, they have some new people as well. Um, So that's, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting, you know, to be some opportunities for certain young people in the games but as far as, you know, when they get down to work in practice, which probably is equally, if not more important, especially this camp, Kelly, because, you know, listen, I've been to a million of these. There's some camps when, you know, there are a legitimate amount of jobs on the line. Let's look, Like, I just don't see that. Do you guys see that? I just, I, I just don't. I, I see slotting to steal your word, but Logs, yeah. do, you, do you see yeah. any, any like where's the big battle here? Yeah, that's to me. That's how Daryl lines everybody up is more of my interest than who is actually going to be in the lineup or in the main group for this team. Hundred percent, and and I'm glad you went there, Logan, because you know again, it's early in the process. It's not going to look that way necessarily in games, but. I think because of the makeup, and and here's the other thing that we know too. I can't tell you exactly who it's going to be, but there's going to be two players in this camp probably that are going to push and be closer than maybe even we think right now. Um, You know, I took a peek yesterday. Uh, I spied a little bit on the big group who were having their captain's type skate, as they like to call it. And one guy who caught my eye very quickly was Adam Rizicka. Bigger, stronger, looks faster. You know, he's a guy that, that I'm very curious to see if he can take it to a different level during this preseason where I'm sure he will have plenty of opportunities to participate in those games. You know, Glenn Godden, what kind of a summer did he have? Um, you know, he'd be a guy. And then, and then again, you know, as the boss just talked about, Kelly, as you talked about, yeah, for me, the storylines are not necessarily who's going to be on the opening day roster, but who's going to play where and with who. It, it, it's just, just a, one that popped in my mind as you mentioned that, Lou, and 
I remember specifically after the good Branson signing, he had mentioned that as soon as he got into Calgary, he had already jumped into to group workouts and skates with the guys, and yeah. they had been on the ice, the group, at least a group of them in Calgary for a while now. I wonder if this head coach and his presence, the fact that he's won a couple Stanley Cups, has guys a bit more at attention, if you will, ready to come into camp from day one at, at top level because they know what his expectations are. Listen, the one thing about Daryl, and there's a lot of great things in regards to how Daryl runs his program, and one of them is if you don't know what the expectations are, it's probably on you. I think it's very clear. I think it's very honest. I think it's very defined. I think in the exit meetings, there wouldn't have been many unanswered questions. So you talked about the word, you know, coming to camp with more attention. I don't know how I would define it, but it's probably fair, Logan, because, you know, for some of the players that didn't exactly flourish under Daryl, I'm sure that, you know, certain players were left with, hey, if you want a different result, here's the things that you need to be much better at. I remember, Daryl, I wish we could, I'd love to be able to find it in our archives, where early in his tenure, he talked about young players, and I forget the exact phrasing, but there's no question with him, like, you have to earn it. And it's not, it has to be earned over a consistent period of time. And, and his point was in this day and age, because of the cap, because of the way the league has moved, you know, a lot of young players get early opportunities that they might not have in the past. Well, if you're going to earn more time with an even more veteran lineup this year in certain spots, you're going to have to earn it. And you better be good in areas where he needs you to be good. I was thinking about what you were just saying about how, how Daryl's mindset is about younger players and you have to earn it. And that's, you know, probably more so with him than a, than a lot of other coaches. And that's fine. But I want to remind all, all the Flames fans out there because, you know, when you look at the schedule and the Flames kind of get, they dig in right away. I mean, the schedule is, is what it is. You know, they start up in Edmonton, they got a home game against Anaheim, and then boom, it's out to the east. And every game, you know, here's here's a cliche, a sports radio cliche, are important. The points in October are important. So, you know, they can't really experiment so much. They've got enough new players to kind of work in already. So I think it's it's kind of the devil you know in a situation like that where, you know, you don't want to be experimenting with your third and fourth lines. Kelly, any way you structure it, unless things really change, this is a team that is going to require a good start. They're going to know how they're going to play. I think they're going to be harder to play against than they've been in the past. I I think it's going to be, you know, I know the league's standard is 3-2 in terms of the score. I think there's going to be a lot of that. And, and the Flames will really want to be dialed in on all of those key things defensively, responsibilities, you know, playing fast, rolling over their four groups. That's the kind of team that they're going to have to be. You know, what we don't know is the bounce-back factor. 
how many players who had tough seasons last year are going to find closer to maybe some levels that we've had. And, you know, two guys for me, and we'll probably get to it more tomorrow. Two of the most important guys this season for me are Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and, you know, they're both in the final years of their contract. You know, there would be some people surprised in a sense that maybe one of those guys is still here. Last year was a tough one for both of them. I think probably even in some ways more so for Matthew. You know, Johnny, to his credit, you know, got it going late in the year. So there was something for him to build on later. But for Matthew, it was a roller coaster and it was tough and he never seemed to quite find him. But off seasons can change that. And and I think they will. But you know, there's some really, really good players. Another guy, Kelly, is Noah Hannafin, who I thought was outstanding. Now remember, he underwent off season shoulder surgery. I was told this week they hope to have him potentially for the last couple of preseason games. That's what I heard earlier yeah. this week. That takes so a long we'll, rehab, doesn't it? Like it's, it, it can. Yeah. So that's that's one of those things you have to think about is like how how strong can he be and 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 you know how how do they ease him into the lineup or how does that work? That'll be interesting. The other guy too, and we'll talk about it tomorrow more is is Sean Monahan and where is he with, with all those injuries? Um, it was it was tough going. Like if he's a hundred percent and can stay healthy, you know what he can do. So. Um, there's just so many ifs with this team. It's crazy. But uh, that's why we like it, too, right? This... Well, it's true. I mean, it, it, this team has, I, like, how many expectations? Like, think about the difference in expectation this year compared to last. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's like night and day. And I, and I think that's going to be beneficial. I really do. I'm not sure the group handled some of that stuff as well as they would have liked to. And the fact of the matter is, you know, they're in a division where there's some opportunity to make hay. Yeah, absolutely. Pete, we'll let you uh, enjoy the rest of your day with the crew from ATB. I know you're going to play a lot better because we're your good luck charm. We're, we're all with you. And we'll talk tomorrow. You just saved my day. I needed to get in <laughs> one more drive, and I got the drive in. So now it's... <laughs> It's Coke Zero, easy breezy, the rest of the day. You know Have a great one, everybody. Thanks for your patience. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Logs, maybe we should be motivational speakers because we... We talked him off the ledge. He was edgy when we first got him on. He was not happy. He was not happy with his golf nope. game, but it was just that calm presence of us kind of reassuring him. And, you know, he calmed his mind. He's calm when he's on the radio, and poof, an incredible drive. You need to fix your golf game. You just need to do a hit with Hockey Central. Yeah, exactly. Be, uh, we will. We right will, as rain. We will turn you around for sure. Coming up at 2 o'clock, it's the arrival of Patrick Steinberg and Will Nault, it will be. No, it's not. No, no Will no, is Will's right. golfing. So I was. Wow, that's pretty nice. Gave him a day off to golf. Huh. Remember that on the employee survey, Will. Mm. Uh, so Andrew the Hustler Patterson joining the guys later on today, and uh, we should announce we have a bit of a change for tomorrow. 
no uh, Rintoul and Sermon. It'll be uh, Nult and Gordon from 10 till 1. Hockey Central will be at noon, and Blue Jays Tampa Bay will be at 1 o'clock. Big Show moves to 4 o'clock till 7, so it's uh, a little wacky tomorrow. So that's uh, keep that in mind. 10 o'clock, it's uh, you guys, and Hockey Central at 12, baseball at 1, Big Show at 4. Just keep it locked. Promise. It'll be awesome. There'll be all kinds of good stuff. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, we're going to hear from Tim Hunter. He joined the guys earlier today. But you had a couple things on Trending Now, a couple players that maybe we were wondering about. You know, the P- it is the season, PTO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple of guys are going to get a shot with a couple of different teams. Or how's, how's that working? Yeah, well, funny enough, they're going back to teams that they've already played for. Uh, Bobby Ryan did play for Detroit last season on a one-year, $1 million deal. This time he's coming to camp uh, on a PTO. And uh, Alex Galchenyuk, uh, who was uh, with Ottawa for a bit last year and then uh, finished the year off with Toronto, uh, is going to try again with the Arizona Coyotes. He played for them during the 18-19 season. Uh, not bad, actually. Uh, 41 points in 72 games there. So the uh, so where, what's the resume for uh, old Alex there? He's had a... He's had a few teams. Uh, six teams would be drafted in Montreal, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Ottawa, Toronto. Well, Phoenix in there too. And somewhere. now back to Arizona. Yeah. So he's uh, he's traveled around a little bit. So that's. So I don't know if the Flames gonna get a few guys on PTOs or not. Not sure. I believe. Uh, I mean, Pep believe we'll have the training camp roster for the Flames later today. Uh, so we should. Oh, see there's got to be one or two on you'd there. You think so? It's a pretty classic Brad for living move. And what uh, what goalie out there would you have a PTO with? I wonder who's out there that they give a, give a whirl to. Um, got to be somebody. Got to be somebody. That that I'd at that's. Least, a, I'd ask Devin Dubnik maybe. Why not? Doesn't he live here? I don't know that. Yeah, I right, thought he already trains here. About Dell, maybe. Hmm. Well. There's some guys out there. All right, we'll take a break and continue with Hockey Central at noon. We'll hear from uh, former Flame, former tough guy, former Stanley Cup winner, Tim Hunter in town for the uh, for the big golf tournament. That's next, right here in Hockey Central. This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon. We are live today from the iconic studio, powered by Iconic Electric and Controls, right in downtown Calgary. And it's a, it's a fun day here for all those who don't work downtown. The C train's not working today downtown, so people are uh, walking by in droves today as there's some electrical problems. So if you're taking the C train or waiting for somebody, not not fun, hey, Logs? It's a- no, you know, you used to get a little bit of people watching down here, people on and off the C train, but, man, it's packed downtown yeah. with that. Yeah, uh, if you're listening, the C train without power, the downtown core, so you yeah. will be diverted onto a shuttle. Yeah, which uh, run very sparingly, or you can just walk because that's uh, that'll work too. So, yeah. little uh, little traffic update before we actually get into traffic. Um, other things to talk about: we got Blue Jays tonight. I guess we should mention that that goes at uh, at six. We'll join that in progress, and then tomorrow at one o'clock. So it's a really important series from a, a stadium and a place that the Jays have just had nightmares over, even when the the Rays were terrible. The Jays couldn't win. No good against the Blue Jays. It's yeah, just still, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's the drab uh, white ceiling or what it is, but it cool. is a tough, tough one 
in Tampa Bay for the Jays. They lose yesterday. Um, other things to kind of pass your way. Uh, two o'clock means the arrival of the big show. The guys will be uh, doing the thing. Steinberg will be here. And uh, we'll be joined by Andrew Patterson. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what his his thoughts are. And you had some stuff, some some uh, stuff about uh, Minnesota and signing. Yeah, and, as we get closer to uh, training camps being official, every team and people not being there. <laughs> yeah, slowly announcing the training camp uh, rosters. Kirill Kaprizov, uh, not surprising anybody, not signed yet for Minnesota. He's not on their training camp roster uh, as of now. And those negotiations continue with Minnesota. TSN's Darren Drager uh, recently re-upping in his most recent podcast that uh, he had turned down an eight-year, $9 million per deal Whew. from Minnesota. Is looking to go short-term, uh, still at big money, and then cash in on the other side of the deal. So as of right now, when the Minnesota Wilds start their training camp this week, no Kirill Caprice. That's $72 million the guy just... Casually yep. pushed away from. So there's some GMs that are stressing like crazy right now. It goes with the job. Um, Pierre Dorian is one of them. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the Wild have been a team that have been looking for that superstar really since they've been in in the league. You know, mm-hmm. and and they've had you know players that were good, solid players. That's a great goalie. Gabrick has good. been good. You know, years ago, but they haven't had that like whoa. Like you never go to the saddle. I'm going. Well, the, when I went when I went to that wild game, that yeah, that so and so lift me out of my away, yeah. yeah. I just I can't wait to see them. Things that never never happen. We uh, got to tell you a story. Uh, the Battle of Alberta is historic. Doesn't matter what sport. And when the Flames and Oilers back in the day got together, it was a war, a big time war. And I was up in Edmonton somewhere. Edmonton, that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, they, uh, I was at a Boston pizza, and you know how they have yep. pictures of, of, you know, famous Battle of, of Alberta or just sports in general. And there was a picture, I almost stole it, of Tim Hunter and Dave Simenko, like, ready to square off in a major, major tilt. It was awesome. It was awesome. Tim Hunter, who has uh, well, he played a long time in the NHL. He uh, was a you know assistant coach for a long time in the NHL, and now is in the junior ranks. But he's he's one of the one of the faves. Anytime you win, who, who'll ever forget the uh, the picture of the guys in the Stanley Cup? They they win, and Blavinsky and, and Hunter in their underwear. Yeah, that's when they came up with maybe the guys should wear jerseys yeah, when they go maybe, out and celebrate. Maybe, but. Um, they uh we had Tim Hunter join us, which was great, and um we're at Warner who we always kind of see like six degrees of Warner, like who knows who. And that's where they first kind of met because obviously Rhett's younger than than Tim. So did their did their paths ever cross? Tim Hunter picks up the story. Tall, skinny kid playing right D in Florida. That's right. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I was skinny. I actually I think I got in trouble for being fat. <laughs> That was probably your first couple of training camps, yeah. It was. It was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know you had to work out and take care of yourself <laughs> playing this league. Oh, quite something. my goodness. Yeah, Guys, I got drafted. Like, what else is there now? Hello. Yeah, they drafted me. You saw that. So, 
Uh, do you, I'm just thinking for the rookies, they've done their thing. Today is the golf. Now, the players ordinarily would be part of the golf event today. You're taking part. And then they have to do fitness testing. I bet the players aren't really broken up today to not be golfing and having a few beers on a golf course and then having to ride and potentially puke on a bike tomorrow. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, yeah. There's never any joy in that. But, uh, uh, yeah, they, uh, but, you know, guys are so fit now. They never get out of shape is the thing. So it's, it's a walk in the park for them for the most part. And golf is a walk apart for them as well. <laughs> Weren't you the guy that started all this, the guy that was kind of – took care of yourself and was in shape all the time and everyone else was like look at Tim go aren't you kind of the one of well, the I had to, I had to have something I had no skill and no talent so I thought <laughs> the only way I could get ahead of everyone is be the fittest guy around and I ended up doing that in every team I played for every year I played so yeah uh when I started was go to training camp and get in shape uh we skated once a day in Atlanta and went to the bar right afterwards. And David Coyle told me, Tim, you go home at 5 and 6 o'clock with the married guys. Don't be staying with the single guys till 11. You go home at 5 or 6 o'clock. When the married guys go home for dinner, you go home. So why did he pick? Yeah, why, why were you handpicked? I'm sure there were other young guys. How come you're the one that had to go home? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's, that's true, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I stuck to that uh, for a few years anyways. And uh, once I realized that I could get the sins out of my body by riding the bike a little bit harder, it didn't matter. So you could drink all the beer you wanted. That's a neat way of putting I've heard it, uh, you know, playing guilty or whatever, getting the sins, riding the sins out of your body. That's a, that's a new one. I've not heard that before. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, you know, even when I was coaching um, later in my career, and, you know, I'd go into the locker room and, there'd be a couple guys laying on the training table. They're like, Timmy, no practice today. I'm going, we're practicing. You're going to get the sins out of your body. You're going to get out there and you're going to skate hard. And then by the end of the practice, you're going to be laughing just like a little boy out there and you're going to be glad you did it. So come on, let's go. So it, nothing ever changes. Some guys sin more than others. Isn't that the case? A lot of, a lot of guys really need to get on that bike a lot more often than the other guys. Well, that's the key. As long as they get on the bo- on the bike and get the sins out of their body, yeah, yeah. they don't just keep letting them build up. Now, you talk about coaching. Uh, you coaching's been a big part of your life uh, here. Now, it's it's rare that we would see you here because ordinarily, and I, I don't take this the wrong way. Ordinarily, you're behind a bench somewhere. Uh, you're not this year. What where where are you sitting right now in terms of your coaching career? I was fired in Moose Jaw in January of 2020, and then the COVID hit. And I last uh, fall, I decided to retire. So uh, I retired at 60. So I've been retired one year, and I couldn't enjoy it more. Do you think you'll stay retired? Because I think that's kind of how it goes. Guys that are motivated and have had it in their blood, they enjoy that time away. Somebody calls, are you answering? It would have to be the right somebody. Uh, I'm not interested in coaching in the Western Hockey League anymore. Uh, so it would have to be the, the right situation. I've had lots of offers in a year and turned them all down. Um, so it hasn't been the right situation. And I'm not really I'm not really that worried about it. It's been great. Uh, spent four months in Mesa, Arizona last winter. Um, I'm fortunate to have a U.S. passport and a Canadian passport. So 
I can travel quite easily during this COVID. It's been great, so I, I've got no complaints. Did you enjoy the coaching? I mean, obviously, you did it for quite a while. And uh, Is it difficult? Because I always tell the boys on the show, oh, I could go coach, no problem, easy peasy. I played in the NHL. I've got it all figured out. But how difficult is it or was it? Well, it you know, the nicest thing about going from playing to coaches, and you're just three feet from the action, so you're still part of the game. You still have a little bit of input and impact in the game. So that's the fun part. Um, I had a lot of time sitting on the bench analyzing the game when I was playing to figure things out and to analyze what I liked, what I didn't, who I liked, who I didn't. As far as coaches, I had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of coaches, a lot of good, a few, few not so good, but you always take the, uh, the good with the bad and, and, uh, and use that. Um, I like helping people. When I was a player, I was always a bit of a mentor to younger guys, taking guys in, live in my house. Brian Glenn, I had him live at my house and get him on his path to an NHL career. And then later in my career, going to Vancouver and taking Gino Ogic under my wing and, and guys like that. So I was always a mentor when I played. So um, coaching was a natural thing. And I really like coaching. It's a real challenge. And the thing with hockey Hockey's changing every three or four or five years now. Uh, the way the game's played, the systems, everything's always changing. So you have to be innovative. And I've always been innovative in my approach to playing, my pro- approach to training. I was always trying to try to stay ahead of the training curve to be so I could be fitter uh, than anyone else and, and improve my game. So... Um, you know, I use that in my coaching, being innovative, because when you're following, you're always following something, you're always behind somebody. But if you're a leader and you could be innovative and have people follow you, that's a difference maker. And that's uh, what I always tried to do in my coaching career. Now, did you find it more difficult uh, coaching in the, with the kids in junior hockey? Or was it, I mean, it's all going to be different. Maybe it's not more difficult or not. Did you enjoy pro or, or junior better or worse? Well, you know, the, the kids have all changed uh, from when I was retiring in the late 90s, 96, to when I stopped coaching in, in the NHL in 2012. Um, so the y, IY generation has come on and changed things. So your approach is a little different. Always, you know, always the older guys are easy to coach. They're, they're uh you know, you just add water and let them play. Just open the gate. They need a few changes uh, here and there and a little help here and there with some video. But the younger guys need all the help. So I was always helping the younger guys as a coach. And we always did the development camps uh, uh, when I was in Washington and San Jose. So you're always dealing with the, the kids right out of junior anyway. So it was a real natural transition going from uh, the NHL back to junior and coaching the kids. Now, I spent one year at the Okanagan Hockey Academy with midget-age kids, so 15, 16. So that really helped with the transition to junior. Uh, but the really fulfilling part of junior hockey is you're not just coaching hockey. You're teaching young men uh, how to become men. And that's the real fulfilling part of it was, you know, watching young guys grow up, spend four years in your community, contribute, uh, go on to play a little bit in, in the American League or 
in pro hockey in Europe or play in the CIS youth sport um, and get an education and become a man and be become a difference maker in the world. So that's the real fulfilling part of it. And some great relationships in my time with uh, coaching Moose Jaw, guys like Braden Point, uh, one of my favorite kids who just uh, signed a two-year contract with uh, Nashville, Tanner Janot, just a super kid, uh, four-year player, uh, was a tryout, uh, got an entry-level contract as a 20-year-old, and then gone on to play and make the NHL. So um, great, great stories. But not every kid does that. But lots of other kids that have gone on to go and play in the CIS and and become real uh, contributors to our society. Well, you kind of you threw it out there. It was going to be one of my questions. You uh, you go to Moose Jaw, and and you've got a young Braden Point on your team, and uh, you know the the great story when he comes in at the end of the one year and gets called up for the playoffs and the the security guard won't let him in thinks he's a thinks he's a fan he's too can't be he's too small to be a player but you had Braden Point for a couple of years did you see then or could you have envisioned the type of scorer and player that he's turned into because he's truly one of the elites in the NHL well it took a while i thought he was going to be a guy that could play in the NHL but not be great in the NHL. And there was a lot of work on a lot of people's behalf and number one, Braden's uh, behalf, but um, some work behind the scenes with Barb Underhill and, and the Tampa Bay Lightning and Stacy Roost. And, um, you know, Braden's dad's a real ho- smart hockey guy as well. And uh, he does a lot of teaching and, and coaching with Braden, uh, especially when he was younger. Um, but just, just as time went on, he was he's such a rink rat and wants to win and wants and just won't be denied. You know, when if I needed something done, I just put pointer on the ice. Whether he was he was dead tired or not, it didn't matter. He just went out and got it done. <laughs> um, and you know, we played in the in our division. We had some good teams: Regina and Swift Current, and PA, and you know, tough buildings to go in and play in. And you know. For his size, he was never deterred, never afraid, never turned back. Uh, he just he had a, had something on his mind. He just went out and did it. Uh, so it was really impressive. And you know, uh, the Tampa Bay does the right thing with their prospects, the way they develop them, the way they spend time with them, and uh, they really did a good job with uh, kind of putting the finishing touches on his skating and. Um, you know how he how he handled himself as a player and and a few little things on the ice and yeah I had my my two cents but very little you know Braden was one of those older junior guys and Red you played in the Western League you, you know you got the older guys they just kind of do their thing and the younger guys need all the schooling and and uh, Pointer just he was a maintenance free hockey player just let him play and uh, he, he did what he needed to do to get things done. So somebody texted me and asked, said to ask you, what did you do when you got tired? What did I do when I got tired? Tried to never fight. <laughs> <laughs> you got guys always trying to, trying to uh, catch me at the end of my shift, and uh, that's the worst time to fight. Um but I had uh, pretty good stamina. I didn't get too tired very often, I, and I obviously didn't oh. overstay my, my shift lengths. When I played junior in Seattle, I was a defenseman, 
I played 30 minutes a game. Uh, so I, you know, I was, you know, you kind of learn to pace yourself. And, you know, in those days, it was the Wild West with Portland and, and New Westminster and Ernie McLean. And Oof. and I was one of the few guys that fought in Seattle. So I'd fight three three times a night often. Now, you said you took Brian Glenn in. Now, if I don't remember correctly, I don't think he picked up on your work ethic. Like, I think he was a hard worker, but off ice, I feel like I don't remember him being the fit guy. Well, Brian came into camp, and this is back when, you know, uh, Gary Roberts started this because he came to training camp and couldn't couldn't do a chin-up. So they brought the kids in in the middle of the summer to test to see if they were learning and adhering to the program that they were sent out. So Brian came in in the middle of summer, and he was – 300 or 242 pounds and they were like omg (laughs) now the big the big the big thing behind this was jamie mccowan had been in a car accident in the summer and they were looking for a defenseman to join the team in the fall because jamie wasn't going to be ready to play so they needed somebody that they could insert and they were hoping it was somebody from within and they thought Glenner would be the guy, but he started off on the wrong foot coming in at 242. So he moved in um, with us. Dougie Risebrow said, you know, Hunt, do you think you could work out with him? And I said, well, yeah. I said, but what's the deal? He said, well, he's, he's 30 pounds overweight. I said, wow. I said, that's a lot. And I said, work out with him. I said, well, why don't you move him in with us? And nutrition we'll do the whole thing he just lived with us and because he was going and skating with hockey can at father bauer and then he was going to come home and i was going to work out with him in the afternoon and we were going to do some things at the track and what have you and but i thought i could do things better if i had you know a grip on his nutrition as well <laughs> and uh he lost 30 pounds in 30 days living in our house and um it was amazing Glenner, you know, and he went on to later on, I was in Vancouver and Dana Merzen got hurt and Glenner was in Ottawa. I was on waivers and Pat Quinn calls me in the office one day. He says, Hunt, he says, uh, you had that, uh, that, uh, and Pat never knew anybody's name. It was, uh, you had that big left shot defenseman there. You had, he, he lived with you in Calgary. That, that big kid there, he's in Ottawa. He's on waivers. I said, you mean Brian Glenn? He goes, yeah, yeah, that's the kid. I said, yeah. He said, well, he's on waivers. I said, what do you think? I said, well, you know, you, we, you like Hank. You like Dana here, right? He's a little overweight. He said, yeah, yeah, but he gets the job done. I said, well, Glenn is the same. I said, he's not a, he's not a Adonis. He's not a, he's not a Greek god. He's got a little bit extra on him. I said, so, um, but he can play, and he's a great kid. I said, you'll like him, and he'll fit in here. All right, I'll pick him up then. So we picked him up on waivers, and Glenner played in in Vancouver and extended his career there. So all from being my roommate. I was going to say, does he know how much he owes to you at this point? He does. Yeah, He's He's a great guy. He's a policeman in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Well, Tim, I, man, I wish we could do this in person. Ordinarily, we'd be at the golf course and we'd be doing all this, but I uh, do appreciate the call, man. I feel like we could sit down for an hour or more and, uh, and tell stories. So if, if, it, if in fact, you are retired, 
Uh, I'm uh, no disrespect. I'm a little skeptical. I'm hoping that phone rings and gets you back in. But if you are indeed retired, then we'd love to have you on again sometime. Well, you bet. Anytime. Uh, fun talk with you guys and uh, have a great day. It looks like it's going to be a nice one out there. Yeah, you bet. Appreciate your help, man. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. There's Tim Hunter. Oh, good stuff with uh, the guys from the morning show. Tim Hunter telling some stories there. I had not heard the uh, Brian Glenn story before, so there we go. I imagine he will hear about that in Prince Albert. It'll get back to him. So good stuff as uh, Tim joined us earlier today from the uh, Flames Charity Golf Tournament. So good stuff for sure. Two o'clock, the arrival of the one, the only Patrick Steinberg, the big show set to begin and uh, yes, we'll be joined by our friend from Winnipeg, Andrew the Hustler Patterson. As um, well, he's going to be on cloud nine because I think it's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I don't think I know it's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and everybody else. Logan, I haven't seen a, a division of talent like this. Now we knew the Bombers were going to be good, but they are head and shoulders above everybody they're playing so far. I mean, they're good. They are a very good football team right now, and I don't know who exactly stops them. I thought maybe the Riders could give them a bit of a headache in one of those games. Didn't really uh, happen. The only thing that they have a problem with, and it might kind of bite them eventually, is they can't seem to get a field goal kicker that can do anything on any kind of regular basis. That is going to be a problem. That sounds like a solvable problem, but you look at their offensive line, those guys are all great, and they're playing exceptionally well. You look at, you know, what else do you want to say about Andrew Harris? He's amazing. Uh, and their defense is scary. I don't know what... Kalaros has only lost the one Yeah, and I mean, Zach Kalaros is a guy in. that, you know, if you give him time and give him a good running back, he can do all kinds of damage. So, I mean, so obviously... Yeah, if he's not picking himself up with turf, he's, he's a very strong quarterback. Oh, for sure he is. You can say that about a lot of people if you got time to, you know, behind those guys. But hey, they they look really really good, and uh, they took full advantage of a, you know, an Edmonton Eskip or a Elks team. I just want to say that um, that uh, was minus Trevor Harris, and were the better team by far, by far and away, except for their uh, field goal kicking. So we'll talk to that, and obviously Jets camp is is getting close. We'll find out what he's thinking and. If if I know the hustler, he likes he likes the uh, the betting, and there's been a, a few interesting stories for the National Football League. If you wanted to put some cash down, as uh, it's been very interesting so far, so we'll do that. That'll be exciting. So that'll be kind of cool, and uh, just a a bit of a a change of roo for tomorrow. So we have baseball tonight at six. Jays in Tampa Bay. But we also have Jays tomorrow at 1 o'clock as these games get to be more and more important. Um, so what we're going to do is not have Rintoul and Sermon on. We're going to have uh, Logan Gordon and Will Nault do a, essentially a three-hour show. We're going to move Hockey Central to high noon. So Lou will be at noon, not 1 o'clock. And then Steinberg can, well, he can sleep in if he wants because... He'll be on the air at four o'clock with uh, with Hustler again, and go till seven. So that is the plan, and uh, we just had to change it on the fly. And then training camp opening up for the Calgary Flames. We're all over that. And come Sunday at six o'clock, it's our first preseason game for the Calgary Flames as they take on the Edmonton Oilers at the Dome. So that's going to be interesting too. We'll have Flames warm up, a full pregame show, and 
The boys will have the play-by-play on the radio, on your smart speaker, on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, on your radio, all kinds of places. So that is kind of cool. It's hard to believe that, you know, leaves changing. It's time to have a full NHL season, and that's what's going to happen. So that's kind of cool. And, of course, NFL is going on. As far as, uh, as far as the Blue Jays, we'll take them as far as we can go. If they get into that wild card game, that's supposed to be October 5th. We'll have that one for you. So we'll see. I mean, we, we had uh, Verk on earlier today, and he says, yeah, it's it's close. It's almost a coin flip between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Blue Jays maybe have a little bit easier of a schedule, but it's still the Yankees, man. It's still the Yankees. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens here. And now the pressure's on the Jays. They, they've been kind of playing with house money because maybe people didn't expect them to. They were so far back that, well, now they're there. Now can you... You know, can you elevate? Yeah, can you finish? Uh, now that you don't need to win a huge amount of games, you're right in the middle of it. Can you just be good enough to put yourself in that spot? It's it's going to be crazy because this is the best part about maybe baseball, if you like the wild card thing, is the Jays will go through this entire battle and have one game to decide if they're really in the playoffs or not. And we've got a couple weeks to figure all that out. But, yeah, it's, it's a back-and-forth Every single day, the Red Sox are idle yesterday. The Jays lose, Yankees win. There's plenty to still be decided yeah. when it comes to that day old wild card spot. Yeah, so the Jays will finish up against Tampa Bay uh, today and tomorrow, and then they open up a series in Minnesota against the Twins. So that's going to be interesting. And uh, then it's the Yankees, which will be a massive series next week. It'll be insane how big that series is. I, what what else can I say? Nothing on the line there. No, I mean, that's going to determine where you're at. So that's that's kind of cool. What do you guys got coming up on the old big show? I know you'll have a, a bit of a rundown of what uh, Pat saw with the uh, with the rookie game last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll do a, a bit of that. We'll obviously talk about uh, the Flames Charity Golf Classic going down today at Country Hills and check in with some people uh, there. We've got our Flames Roundtable with Derek Wills that returned yesterday. Uh, Joel Dolan, our fantasy guru, going to jump on and uh, do that. We'll talk to, I think we'll get Troy Brower on, too, the former Flame. Oh, I uh, love that guy. He's awesome. I know he would have shot pretty well down in Country Hills, so we'll see exactly uh, who he beat up on the golf course today. Maybe it was Lou and Derek he took advantage of, and uh should be good. We'll, uh, we'll have plenty of hockey talk throughout the day to get you ready. His training camp's just around the corner. I had uh, Troy Brower in my office back when you were allowed to have people in your office. <laughs> And he has massive mitts. He is a big man, and those hands are gigantic. I know why he played so long in the in the NHL. Okay, well, we'll do that. Steinberg's ready to go. He's fired up, and we'll hear from Hustler a little bit later. Let's do it. Big Show coming at you next right here on Sportsnet 960.